So what, we watch anime So what, we play League We're just having fun We don't care who sees So what, we stay in It don't bother me Living young, pale and nerdy Hello and welcome to the Reading Entertainment Podcast, episode 155 for, what is it, July 1st, 2018. My name is Nathan Reed Spruth, and joining me this week, we have Andrew Roa McVean. I, I almost, I almost said it again while the actual thing was playing, but <laughs> I was like, no, because <laughs> he probably would restart it, and I don't want to hear it. Aro was saying some naughty words before we he started was. recording. You <laughs> he know, was. Testing, test, testing the sensor, as it were. Yeah, he was testing the mic uh, output. Anyway, uh, and we have Connor, uh, the cyberpunk monk Besh in here. I was going to say the nemesis punk, and I was like, wait a minute. No, uh, no, that's, that's for my midlife crisis when I really need to redefine myself as a person. Yes. Uh, the cyberpunk nemesis. That's what you could name it, too. Anyway. Sure. Cyber nemesis. Um, Cyber, Cyberpunk 20 Nemesis. I am your host, Nathan Reenspruth, and I'm going to ask Connor, what games have you played this week? Uh, I don't know. Played some Rocksmith, played some Shadow Tactics, played the Shogun. That game's on sale on the Steam sale. You should pick that up if you don't. Did you, did you play any Chaos Theory? Uh, no, I honestly I haven't really even been home to play video games lately. Oh, that's okay. you got a Switch for, you fucking loser. And you know yeah. what? kind of been playing my switch i've mostly just been sleeping on the train lately i've been having to get into chicago at 4 a.m each morning that sucks so i do i do have a question uh actually i have something to talk about is i was actually watching a thing on splinter cell it was a guy doing a huge retrospective of the splinter cell series and apparently the reason that in blacklist michael ironside is not voicing sam fisher is because at the time he had cancer Oh, yeah. And so I was like, well, fine. And so he actually decided to step back and not do the voice and let somebody else take over, which I was like, kind of funny because I didn't I didn't even know because I never even played the storyline in Blacklist. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, all right. I know that a lot of people were upset, but you can't be upset. The guy was taking time off because he had cancer. However, seems like a good excuse. However, I know people online who could get upset over that. So yeah, that's that's the internet for you though. It's the, the there's, can you, you'll find no worse hive of scum and villainy in the than on the, the internet. Star Wars yeah. reference, yeah. So what, Aroa? What games have you played this week? Um, well, I've been playing uh, Hollow Knight on my Switch. Oh yeah. Um, how is that? It's hard. Yeah, yeah. I've I've heard. Uh, yeah. Um. I'm hoping that once I get more available to me in the game, that it'll open up a lot more. But as of right now, it feels like it feels partially like one, I'm missing something. Um, and it very well just may be that it's a Metroidvania and I'm trying to do things that I'm not supposed to do yet. Right. But it, it's just like, it's taking way too long for me to gain new abilities and I'm kind of getting frustrated. Oh, that makes sense. You know, it's kind of like that in in Vampire, because I played that a couple weeks ago. And since I am trying not to kill very many people, it's really really difficult, because obviously you level up faster if you kill more people and get more experience points. So there was a boss fight that I had to go into, and I just could not kill the boss. And I had to go back and kind of grind. So... Anyway, any other games you played besides Hollow Knight? Um, honestly, not really. Uh, it's I've been playing mostly mobile stuff, oh. uh, and I have been watching um, Markiplier play uh, Five Nights at Freddy's Ultimate Custom Night. Yay! As I said, uh, whenever I came in here, yay! It's it's honestly really cool. Because it, it has a bunch of characters that weren't even enemies originally uh, as enemies that are totally unique in their mechanics. There's a lot of really cool Easter eggs and stuff, and it's free. And there's uh, there's currently a bet going 
where uh, basically Scott Kaufman, the creator, has said, you're not going to beat 50-20, which is, which is all 50 characters on the highest difficulty mode. I'm he sure is, he, somebody will. Well, that's the thing. is uh, he, he actually has this bet specifically with one YouTuber. Oh. I have no idea who they are. Oh, okay. Yeah, basically the guy has, as long as he wants, he can keep trying as long as he wants. Uh, and then if he if he gives up, he has to do something. I don't remember what. What does something what does Kaufman do if he wins? If, uh, if the guy again, if the guy beats it, what does Kaufman do? I, I think it's basically like the same thing, just the other way around. I, I think oh, he okay. Just has to, he just has to admit that the YouTuber is is the best or something. So, did you do you guys watch the Completionist at all? No, I think so, that's more of uh, Nicolotis's. She does. She, she does really mm. love. Uh, do, she Gerard. loves the completion. Uh, Gerard Khalil or whatever. Anyway, he did an episode. He did an episode for Nintendo as a sponsored deal, where when the Hyrule Warriors game came out for the Switch, it was like, oh, you have to beat this and this part. In the 32-hour train ride to where we're at. I don't know why he took a train. But he took a train. And so he tried to spend the 32 hours beating the part. And he was able to beat one of the parts. But he wasn't able to beat the second half. And so when he lost, he had to dress up as an as Tingle. Which is... Uh, it's not a very good look for him, I have to say. See, what I thought you were going to say was that whenever he lost... Then they uh, they copyright claimed his video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, if you don't win, we will copyright claim. <laughs> Just kidding. We're doing that anyway. Which, you know, the funny thing is they've done that before to him. I know. That's the joke I'm making. Yeah, is, <laughs> and, and I'm sure the people that are listening don't know this. They is don't. that, like, he'll get review copies of games from Nintendo and then they will copyright the review that he has put up. So th- yeah. it makes zero sense. They've done that to multiple YouTubers. From the list. Yeah. That, and I'm Fuck. pretty sure it's all automated, but it sure is. would be funny if it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, on, on multiple occasions, at least with other YouTubers, it's been... The, the people who do the copyright claims, the actual ones, not content ID, yeah. uh, they, they've filed copyright claims against people who they have already whitelisted. That is, that is great. Because they just don't whatever check happened, that fucking list. Whatever happened to the Nintendo partner program they were doing? I think that uh, died a miserable death. I think it happened the same way that YouTube Heroes did. It didn't? It's just to say it didn't. Yes. Anyway... Uh, have you played any other games besides Hollow Knight? Anything else? Not real, not real besides games. Besides mobile? No. Yeah. Uh, I have played Subnautica. I bought that during the wow. Steam Summer Sale. And it's fun. And I also got 10 new followers on Mixer because of it. So, yay that game. Uh, I also played a little bit of Pokemon Sun. Ooh. On my, uh, on my 3DS that's attached to my computer. Yeah, so I played some of that, which was yes, I played on the the Citra emulator, and it's fun. Uh, apparently, it's it doesn't have gym leaders, which is weird. Nah, you gotta fight the island Kahunas this time around. Yeah, it's the island Kahunas, which makes kind of makes sense, but there's only four. So instead of having eight gym leaders and then like the the elite four. You just have the four kahunas, and I'm not sure if there's like an elite four or something at the end, but it is, sounds a little weird to me. I will that, say that, is that cultural appropriation. I don't know, dude. I, I will say that Sun and Moon. I never played Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, but Sun and Moon, the the old ones, those are probably the most adult Pokemon games I've played in my life. Well, that's cool. The, the, the series has grown up quite a bit. They tackle a little more serious subjects. Which, I, I mean, I, I'm not trying to make it sound like Pokemon's this awesome you know, super compelling action game or something like that, but the kid gets kidnapped, dude. Like That's that's something. So I was actually... Uh, I was talking to Aroa beforehand. I got DirecTV now. Mainly. With that job that you didn't have at the time? Uh, No, I have a job now. Thank you very much. But I, I got DirecTV, like, last week. 
Anyway, so I got DirecTV now, which is like their, it's live TV, but it's over the internet. And I was watching comedy or a Cartoon Network or some something like that. And Pokemon came on. The new one, like the Ultra or the Sun and Moon Pokemon. And I was just surprised how it hasn't changed in 20 years. <laughs> At all. Like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, wait, that's Jesse and James. The te- That's Team Rocket. And they're still trying to capture Pokemon. They're still trying to catch this one kid's Pokemon. And I don't think he's aged. I I made... Uh, it's actually kind of funny. Uh, at work, I made the joke because uh, we, we somehow ended up talking about the Pokemon anime. Yeah. And I said, I said uh, in the Pokemon world, you don't age, only the woman doing your voice does. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and then they have to recast you. Did, did they eventually recast Ash? I think so. I yeah, know that. like in the in, uh, early on, they did it once too, at least. Fuck, yeah. I don't know, man. And I'm pretty sure that uh, the lady who played Pikachu died. Oh. Yeah, which was sad. Anyway. I mean, they could just reuse the same voice clips ad infinitum. That's true. They don't really have the. She only recorded three episodes, and now she doesn't record anything else because she's dead. Anyway, let's move on to uh, stories that we have. We'll talk about GameStop first. Why do you always do them out of order? That's so disorienting. Whatever, go ahead. I do it because I think it's funny. Anyway, we'll talk about GameStop first, whose motto is apparently power to the player. I don't know. They're going out of business, maybe, possibly. They're not actually going out of business. I think that their profits are still high enough that they're going to keep their stores opened. But they are looking to sell. So as a video, as the video game market shifts online. So are you guys interested in buying GameStop? Oh, boy. That way my employers can sell shitty magazine subscriptions, too? Yeah. Uh, no, thanks. Yeah, it says in in here in the article on cnet.com. I don't know how to do the uh do the actual the, thing. The formal MLA citation. The, the formal MLA. I was thinking APA citation. I'm not not sure which one, one is is fucking uses APA. Get out of here. <laughs> Honestly, I haven't had to think about something like this since like a freshman word class. Yes. As, as an engineer, this this right here is the scariest part. My, my wife would be the one to ask about it. Yeah. Anyways, so let's says, get on with it. It says video games are now played on a wide variety of mediums. Browser, mobile, and social gaming is accessed through hardware other than uh, console. Wait, what? It's accessed through hard- hardware other than consoles and traditional handheld video game devices we currently sell. So phones and computers. Mobile, yes, I guess. Yes, that's yeah. the problem, not the fact that everyone's only buying digital. Yeah. The company wrote it. 2017 annual report our business and results of operations may be negatively impacted if we are unable to respond to this growth in popularity of these new forms of gaming now also so they're saying right there that mobile is the reason why that they're why they're losing stuff however as aroa said people are buying a lot more digital games so they're going out so it's multiple things i think yeah. One, like, video games, like most premium electronics, aren't big, like, profit makers in and of themselves, at least not for retailers. No, they're, they're um, terrible. They, they, they don't make they a lot of money. They have basically no profit margin at all. Uh, much like, like uh, Apple devices and, and smartphones in general, you're making your money off of the accessories that you push. Right. And... And in GameStop's uh, business model, since you don't really sell accessories unless they're third-party accessories, the big thing that they make money off of is used games. But that market is dying very quickly because of the advent of the... It's basically just Sony's equivalent of a a Steam sale. Yeah, And Microsoft's been... They've been doing this this too. It's that you can buy brand new digital copies of games at a steep discount same yeah. as you would yeah. with a GameStop used game except you don't have the issue of 
it works for like two weeks and then uh, it just doesn't doesn't work anymore. I don't know why. Or well, and also a, a big part of their business, and I'm I'm not sure why. I think it has to do with how many people they get in the store. I don't know if they make a huge profit off of it, but pre-orders is a big thing. Well, yeah, it's. I think a lot of that though is uh, people like me who go in pre-order a game and then never pick it up. So yeah. they just get to hold on to that money. And also, pre-orders that you do in the store usually get you to come back into the store where they can then upsell you on other things. Or get you to it's, pre-order something else. Yeah, it's just a matter yeah. of getting you to come back to the store. The like, more that he, they can have... Uh, is, it, is it churn? Uh, it's churn. Retention. Well, that, that too. But the more that they can get people to go in and out of the store... And keep using GameStop right. better, and nobody really wants to do that. Well, here's and... another here's another thing that I just thought of was, and they didn't mention this, but I, I bet this is a huge thing, is that you can get games on Amazon pre-ordered for twenty percent off. Yeah, right. And I, it, I, that's what I was about to say was that like Amazon is just eating their business left and right. Oh, I think yeah. they're doing that to a lot of businesses. They really are. Yeah. Just mashing both of these ideas together, They're, I'm sure a big part of their business model was that kids would finish a game, they'd trade it in for five bucks, they'd use that five bucks, and say, well, it's a stored credit, what do you want to use it on? And, you know, yeah, you're down 60, instead of 60 dollars, you're only making 55 on a purchase, but hey, how long are they going to play that before they trade it in for five yeah. bucks? So, I imagine and then, you, and then they can resell that used game at 100% profit. Right, exactly. So they, if, they buy it not for like... not 100%, then super low, like, you know, a dollar off or something like that. And I know it yeah. works, because I used to buy my games just like that. Yeah. So I think Amazon's a big part. I also hate Amazon, kind of. Yeah. Because they make... They pay zero taxes. Last year, I think they paid 0% in taxes. They make billions of dollars every year. And yet... They feel the need to raise up the prime membership fees so that they can make more money and still not pay yeah. any taxes. It's yeah. really upsetting. And I love Amazon. I, I, I love the concept of, you know, free two day shipping because I use it all the time. I like that there is uh, the prime network or prime video, even though I never watch it except for I did watch The Tick. But I just hate Amazon. And I kind of, I kind of like GameStop, but I, I also hate GameStop. But at least with GameStop, I can go in there and talk to actual people, and I know that those actual people are relying on people buying video games. Yeah, yeah that's that's the only reason that I've ever gone into GameStop since I turned like twenty. Yeah, is <laughs> just because I'm like, man, I feel bad buying this from anywhere else because I know GameStop needs the money. Well, and, and those people could lose their jobs, and I actually am able to see them face-to-face. They're people that I actually know personally. Like, I know yeah. some people that that work there that I've actually ended up working with at different places. So, and, and a lot it, of them are, are nice. So, nice people. That's not their fault that the company sucks. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Uh Part of my motivation for going to GameStop has been just so that I can I can look like a weirdo. What? Uh, because I'll go in and buy like uh, one of the Hatsune Miku games that I own. I got at GameStop uh, specifically uh, one because I didn't want to wait for it to download, but two because I wanted to look like a really fucking weird guy being being like, "Can I get you Hatsune Miku game?" So and so that's here's, something you actively seek out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He likes being like that guy. Anyway, moving on. Before we go on to the next story, I want to ask you guys: Who do you think is most likely to purchase GameStop? EA. Uh, no. At Aroa? Maybe, maybe Best Buy. Yeah, Best Buy or Amazon is what I was thinking. I, I, don't, I don't think Amazon would bother. Then again, they do have... Well, yeah, I, I don't think they would bother buying GameStop. The only thing it, I can... So much as they would, they would, if they wanted to do like what they've done with their Amazon bookstores, yeah. they would just 
uh, why wouldn't they just build out their own bookstores at that point? Well, the only advantage you have with GameStop is is like you you'd have the infrastructure, I guess. Well, and that's and, what I was thinking. And the connections, but Amazon is bigger than GameStop, so I don't know why they would. Amazon bother. Amazon is bigger than GameStop, but is it doesn't have the retail presence that GameStop does. And so my thought was a, a, a company like Amazon um, or another online retailer, because Amazon did buy Whole Foods as well. But if Amazon, but, but that makes them, sense because you can't really sell groceries online. Uh, they have Prime Pantry, baby. So, but you can't buy fresh groceries through Prime but Pantry. The only it might be someone else, but I was thinking a company like Amazon that could say. You know, they could go and purchase a game online. You could pre-order a game online and then go pick it up at GameStop instead of what GameStop, instead of actually like going through and waiting for the, the delivery for it to be like two days. It usually comes that day that it releases, but I could still see it happening that you could like, oh, I bought this game and now I'm going to go to GameStop to pick it up instead of waiting for it to be delivered from Amazon. But that's the only thing I can think of. I don't know who else would buy GameStop. Maybe, maybe uh, EB Games will purchase back. They'll they'll buy GameStop back, and it'll become EB Games again. No man, I think it's time for the return of Funko Land. Yeah, I've never been to Funko Land. I don't think they had any over here when I was a kid. That would actually be kind of interesting if if a company like like Funko bought them. Or or some other uh, brand that uh, that sells dead. like that sells yeah, like novelty the, items. Yeah, Mad Cats should come back into business. Mad Cats wouldn't. No, <laughs> I, don't, no. I don't think they'd be the one to do it. But hey, you want to buy some video games? You could buy a cheap nope. plastic while you're at it. Nope, it's going to become the Atari Store. Ah. Ooh, now now we're thinking. <laughs> All right, let's I move can... on. Let's move on to a different story. I'm going to interrupt hey. you, Aroa. Yeah. Why are you interrupting her? I'm going to interrupt you. Maybe I'm remembering this wrong. Didn't Sega say they were going to make another console? They did. It's going to be an at games console, so it doesn't matter. Oh, okay. Yeah. Never yeah. Mind. Go on. So, uh, Sony. Let's talk about Sony and their crossplay woes, according to this article, on Engadget.com. So. Good citation. <laughs> you're welcome. So. Sony is having some issues with crossplay, and by by that I mean they keep blocking crossplay. Yeah, by that we mean that they're being dicks about crossplay. Yes, exactly. I'm not sure why they would have any reasons to be nervous about network security. Yeah. So Microsoft, uh, Nintendo, you know, PC, you can typically play like Fortnite, for instance. You can play between all platforms except for the PS4. Same thing with Rocket League, you can play through across all platforms, except for the PS4 cannot play with Microsoft and the Switch, I think. Yeah. So, and, and they, they're saying some bullshit reason about it, like internet privacy or something like that. They don't want kids to be exposed to things outside of the safety of the PlayStation Network. Yeah, exactly. Exactly that. Thank so, you, worried parent Aroa. Children! So... They have decided to come out and say that they are working for a solution for their crossplay. Um, which I kind of believe they aren't. I, I have a weird not. feeling that they're not actually doing like um. I, I think it was Todd Howard or someone like that was recently quoted in saying the reason Fallout seventy six supposedly won't have crossplay is something along the lines of because Sony doesn't want to play nice. Well, pretty yes, much, yeah. That, that is literally yeah. <laughs> it yeah, was it's Todd Howard yeah. saying that. Yeah, Todd Howard said that about Fallout 76. It says here in the article, we're hearing what you're saying. We're looking at a lot of possibilities. You can imagine that the circumstances around that affect a lot more than just one game. I'm confident we'll get to a solution which will be understood and accepted by our gaming community while at the same time supporting our business. No, we won't. We don't want to do it. That's what he's saying. We don't want to do it. We're working for a solution. The solution is just open up crossplay. Fortnite has already proven that they can do crossplay with the PS4. Because and, and so did Rocket League. Yeah. 
when the PS4 version of Fortnite first came out, they accidentally, I'm doing air quotes, accidentally left on the support for crossplay between Microsoft and Fortnite. And so they proved it worked then. So why wouldn't it work now? So there, there's no solution to look for. Just allow it to happen. It makes no sense. Why would you do this? And the reason is they're number one. You don't have to play nice when you're number one. Unfortunately, that's, that's what it boils down to, is that they've sold a boatload of copies, and unless it starts hurting their bottom line, they're not going to do it. So you heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. We need to start hurting Sony's bottom line. Yes. Otherwise, I'm not going to be able to play Fallout 76 with my friends. Well, you'll be able to play with us because we're going to play on PC. Right, Aroa? Yeah, yeah. Probably the best way to play it anyways. Yeah, <laughs> fine. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it will be. The, the best way to play it on consoles will be the Xbox One X, most likely. It's going to have the highest frame rate, probably the fastest load times. So, Because the Xbox One X is better than the PS4 Pro. technologically speaking it's true it is it is true you know what else is true we're buying we're we're talking about a bunch of places getting sold elgato is being purchased by corsair so which is kind of surprising but it is a little surprising so corsair makes ram they make uh what, what else? Power supplies. They make cases. They make pretty much everything that goes into your computer other than like video cards and processors. Everything else they make. And apparently they're getting in on the peripheral game too because they've already made keyboards and mice and stuff. But Elgato has like their El- Elgato Stream Deck, which is a little pad that you can hook up and you can press a button and it will do different things that you yeah, program it to do. I've been really considering getting one. Yeah, I mean, they're nice, but I don't really need them for my stream yet, so I'm not big enough to need one. Uh, But it's so cool. It is really cool. Then they have the green screen, which I actually have one of them. You have one of the Elgato ones? uh, Is it Elgato? I kind of thought you built your green screen. Or was that just your original one? Why would you waste money on an Elgato green screen? Uh, Because I wanted it. So the reason why is because I wanted the uh, ability to push it down and then put it out of the way when I wasn't using it. Uh, you just you, you take the fabric and roll it into a tube shape and put it in the closet. No, because uh, there's no way to easily do that in the room that I have right now. There's no way to easily hang a green screen. You don't need to hang it. You roll it up and you put it into the corner of your closet. Like no, you do with I meant, all of I meant other... for actually using a green... What the hell? What? Don't question me. You, I... you put a hook on the ceiling <laughs> and you hang the fabric from the ceiling. So anyway, I have the Elgato green screen. It, it's pretty nice. I like it. But, you know, the... <laughs> also, the, what their, other thing they, they make... capture cards are shit. I was going to say they make capture cards. I don't yeah, have one. Garbage. I haven't. I have the Avermedia LGX, which uh, which yeah, works really decent. well. It works really well for what I need. It's not the best uh, for recording stuff, so but it is really good for the zero delay to your computer. That works really well. So I wish the only thing I wish is that it doesn't support seven point one surround sound. So it's you have to have it on you have to have whatever system you're playing in stereo instead of the 7.1 unless That's you interesting. it is it is a little weird so because i was i actually had my xbox was set up with 7.1 surround sound because my headset supports 7.1 and i was playing a game and half the voices weren't coming through i'm like why is that not working and huh. so i just played the game that way and then towards the end of the game i was like huh I just have to switch this little switch, and it makes everything better. So, oh well. Um, I don't know about the new one, because they have a Live Gamer Extreme 2. That one might have better support, but I'm unsure. So what do you guys think about Corsair purchasing Elgato? Nothing? Maybe they'll make better products. 
Maybe. Maybe they won't make overpriced green screens. Yeah. That really is overpriced. Green screens will come with RAM upgrades. They also make mics now, too, don't they? Corsair? Uh, Elgato. I think there's an Elgato mic. If they do, it's probably just like the Razer mic, which is just a reskinned Blue Yeti. Oh, is it? Is that all it is? Yes. Oh, wow. Like, down to the same hardware. Oh. Just like the um, the Razer capture card, I think, is a Live Gamer Extreme. Oh, really? That's awesome. Like, literally, same same board, everything. I like my Live Gamer Extreme. I, I highly recommend Aver Media's products. I know Hop Hog and... Um, uh, Hop Hog is a ripoff. Yeah, well, I know there's there's another one. What what was the other one that's big? Elgato's pretty big. I can't remember, but Aver Media, I've used some of their stuff and it lo- it works pretty well. So, anyway, let's move on. Who likes Battle Royale? Aroa. Yeah, I, I, I like it. Do you? Do you like the 100 men just all together in a single place? Yeah, this is a lame joke. Just and pounding I think on each other. Anyway, yeah, I just want to say that. Okay, yes, that's good. So anyway, Mavericks is a game that is... Is it being kickstarted? No, it says Amazon, or uh, Automaton, is, has a plan to dethrone Fortnite and PUBG by making a thousand-player Battle Royale game. How, See, this is, uh... how laggy is that going to be? The lag is one thing. Um, the real thing, or at least my, my first thought is this is not how you make a good game. You don't, you don't, you don't just go, we have 500,000 people all in one map and you're all killing each other. Six hour long matches, like adding more people, make a number bigger. It sounds impressive. Having a larger map sounds impressive. But the game's got to be fun. Right. Well, there there are some differences that they're going to have. So, obviously, it's going to start start with, like, a 100-player map. But they are promising apps, uh, to have two and 400-player bloodbaths uh, later this year, where you're going to have five-man teams in a 1,000-person gauntlet. So, you're going to have teams of four or five people. Apparently... It's also going to be a 10 by 10 kilometer map, which I don't know how big PUBG and Fortnite are, but that sounds pretty big. Do you know, do you know the, the rough size of the map, Aroa? In like Fortnite and PUBG? I don't fucking... Uh, all those measurements are completely meaningless. Right. Also, they plan on having players leaving footprints and blood trails, which isn't going to tax the server at all (laughs) um and they'll be uh, obviously able to be spotted by other competitors um yeah they're gonna have empty med kits so when you use a med kit you'll drop it weapon magazines and bullet cast casting casing sorry will also lie in the grass so they're gonna go so far to have so much detail that when you fire off a round it will drop the casing on the ground so somebody will be able to see it. I don't know how this is going to work. This, it's, it's not going to work. So, so it's not going to be like physics-driven stuff. I guarantee you that. It's right. just going to be that the, the client goes, hey, uh, there, he fired a gun here. Make sure you, you paint a bullet casing here okay. and stuff like that. Like that that's all that's going to be. I don't think that's going to be a huge deal. Okay. Uh, I do think that that's an interesting concept. It's just a matter of what, who are they trying to sell this to is the thing. Right. And I'm guessing they're trying to go for the player unknowns kind of, kind of group. That's what I'm thinking. Because PUBG people um, are looking for a slower, more methodical kind of gameplay style. The exact opposite of everything that is Fortnite. Right. Kind of gameplay. So maybe... That'll be compelling. Well, I just wonder so there's how are that. they going to draw yeah. the balance between hunting down other players while at the same time having the closing in circle thing? Because, yeah. I mean, closing in circle thing. 
Yeah. That is Battle Royale. It is. It is a big part of Battle Royale. And also, they plan on having it be an MMORPG experience as well. Okay, now it just sounds like we're getting into Kickstarter game territory. So the game will have a hub town called The Capital. I'm reading this from that thing, from the article, uh, which acts as a lobby for the last man standing matches. Here, the company says, you'll be able to customize your character and upgrade your weapons before heading into the fray. There will also be banks, shops, option houses, and a range of quest-giving NPCs. How... Do you have quests in a Battle Royale game? I'd like to think they were just sitting in their developer's room and just... Oh, man, what else would be cool, you guys? Oh, oh, quests. So it says the capital will be part of a persistent open world that launches in 2019. It Uh, seems to me more like than if that's the route that they're going, that they had the idea for this MMO game and, and then went, wait a minute. We could we could retrofit a battle royale system into this, and then people would actually buy it. Possibly, possibly yes. Here's the thing, though: unless they make the battle royale experience free, no one's gonna buy it. No one gives a shit unless you're better than Fortnite, uh, or PUBG, or even Realm Royale, which is a new one. It's all right. It, Fortnite is, so, is the only real competitor. Yeah, so they're using. I'm sorry about that. <clears throat> so they're using the Nathan spatial... They graduated high school, so... I'm they, sorry, you know, guys. Give them, give them a break. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they're using spatial OS to make it. I don't know what this is. Apparently, it's built by a London-based startup called Improbable. It allows devel- developers to create large, persistent worlds that many people can inhabit. Um, and then apparently, it's supposed to... Be easier on the server, Spatial OS, can, because of the way that they do it? Uh, spatial OS is a platform for running large-scale simulated worlds. The most common use case is creating online multiplayer game worlds, but you can also use it to create other simulated worlds. For example, a virtual city, a simulation of the internet, or a model of the brain. As long as you can express the simulated world in terms of independent entities that have a location in space, you can use Spatial OS to simulate it. All right. So I don't know what any of that meant. Yeah, uh, it sounds like a bunch of bull honky. I was, I was thinking buzzwords. All of it were buzz, buzzwords. So it says uh, Thompson, who I presume is one of the guys from Mavericks, uh, said it's a fabric layer which sits between the game engine and a cluster of remote servers. Together, they can track each match and figure out what information is necessary for every player at any given time. So apparently it's like a thing in the middle that kind of can dictate what's going on to take a load off the server. That's all I can think of. What could possibly go wrong by having all of the clients who are accessing the server do their own processing and then just hope a race condition works well while uploading it back? Uh, that's actually that's part of uh, Spatial OS's structure. Uh, game clients are considered external workers, and then managed workers are the like server side instances. The, okay. the, the managed workers are spawned and despawned as they're necessary to uh, to to process whatever they got to do to feed information back to the client and the game server. Interesting. So. I am kind of interested in this and seeing how it goes. I doubt that it's gonna go very well, but I'll try it. Like if if there's a if there's a beta, I'll try it out and see what's going on with it. I'm sure Aroa's interested. Yeah, I'm actually I'm I'm reading about the spatial OS thing because it's that's obviously like the only thing that's making this even possible. Oh yeah. It's 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 essentially just that or at least it looks like uh, it creates these worker units that keep track of typically the individual players or just whatever needs new information, and the worker units only keep track of the items in the game world that the player could possibly be able to uh, to need to know about at that time. So it, it builds an actual physical space that it keeps track of and only feeds information back to that person 
or back to that, that worker that it needs. And like, even if two different workers overlap their data, that's okay. Cause it's still like both of them need to know about that at the same time. It's kind of a neat way of doing it instead of how like, cause right now, if you play, um, if you, you play just, Fortnite, yeah, everyone knows where everyone else is at, at all of the time. Like at right. all times, your client is receiving updates from the server about every other player on the map. That's like, actually why latency is worse at the beginning of the match, and then as more people die, uh, the the latency actually gets better because it's receiving smaller and and more. It's receiving more smaller updates. Oh, okay. So I guess th- this is a way to mitigate that problem by only giving you updates that are relevant to your location in the world at that time. And that kind of makes sense because if you're, if you're, if something's a kilometer away, you don't need to know about it. Right. But uh, my question is, how far is that going to go? How? I guess that's that's just part of like yeah. how. What big of a radius are we going to need to to see things? Because if you're looking through a sniper rifle. Obviously, you're gonna see. You're gonna need more information that's further away than the guy who's who's using a pistol. So, does it just render everything through like if you had a as if you had a sniper rifle, or will it just show different things based on on approximate location to you? It, it's a little it, it, weird. It but... seems like it, it updates all this as as needed, like in in real time. Okay, it's actually. Really, really interesting. It's neat that that somebody's working, or well, it has created a system like this. And surprisingly, it works with both Unity and Unreal. Oh, that's awesome. I am really impressed that Unity can even handle that, because Unity is... Unity has a reputation for not doing well with both large numbers of players and also large game maps. maps. Yeah, large... Large maps, same thing with like the CryEngine, is it's not very well made for that stuff because the CryEngine was made basically for for first person shooters. Yeah. And they were made it was made specifically tailored to um like make games like Crisis or Call of Duty or something like that where you have a pretty confined map that you're in. And well, the people who make Unreal actually make video games, so they yes. make an engine that is capable of doing anything. Well, and Unreal has its its own limitations too. So oh sure, but what what you really need to do is use that that Amazon lum- lumberjack. No, that's lumberyard. That's lumberyard, which is just CryEngine, actually. So yep. Which I'm really happy that they just canceled. use GameGuru. I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's garbage. Oh, okay. Use um, use RPG Maker to make all uh, of your Game games. Guru, Game Guru is the continuation of, if you ever uh, heard of or used FPS Creator? No. All right. But, well, but think, we about, should... think about the fact that it used to be called FPS Creator. I, and, wonder, uh... I wonder what games it makes. <laughs> so you know what we should do? We should make our own FPS game with, with Game Guru. Game and FPS. Yes. Reen Entertainment FPS. You could. Uh, we won't talk about who you could shoot will in the it, game. Will it be like? Um, will it be like the game that they released uh, leading up to Bulletstorm? I have like, no idea. Oh, did you not play that? No. It was called Duty Calls, and it was like it was like five minutes long. That is but awesome. It was, it was so much funnier than the actual game because whenever you fired your gun, it went boring. Boring, boring. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Let's talk about Comcast. Now, I don't think any of either of you guys have Comcast, right? No. What about you? Uh, at my folks' house, yeah. Okay. We use it. Uh, we, although I will say, just uh, as far as this article is concerned, we've been fine. No oh, argument. that's good. There was apparently a nationwide outage for yeah, Comcast. Yeah, great. Why? Uh, because. Uh, I work on a help desk where we have a lot of remote workers who all have Comcast and were calling us blaming blaming our company's infrastructure for what was Comcast's problem. And so why do you say it was great? Were you able to say... I was being, sar- I was being sarcastic. 
Oh, okay. I thought you were it saying was awful. <laughs> I thought you were saying it was great in the sense that you could t- you could tell people, nope, call Comcast. All right, that's a closed ticket. Um, um it, and also for most of them, it was the DNS server, which was really weird. Weird. I went and uh, when I worked at Sony, we had the same issue that Comcast had: is our internet connection went. It was like a dedicated fiber line. And so it was one. It was one gig up and down. It was great. Now they're at ten gigs. Ugh, I miss that internet. But I bet you a- do. apparently, somebody put a beam through the fiber line. Oops. Yeah, they were building a bridge, and decided to put a beam directly through the fiber line. So we didn't have internet for like three days. Those things need to be uh, intact to work, don't they? They don't yes. work when you split them. No, not really. Not not very well. So apparently the same thing happened for Comcast. It's that somebody cut the fiber line. And you would think a company like Comcast would have some redundancy that if a single fiber line was cut, it would just retrace all that information to a different fiber line. But they didn't. Uh, I, I actually... That about a lot of major corporations. You would yeah, think so. I, I'm not surprised by wild incompetence anymore it's just a part of the adult life yeah so you so you had to deal with this a did you have any fun calls um i was on a call with somebody for about half an hour trying to figure out what the hell was going on before i started seeing other people in our group chat going uh anybody else get calls about how the vpn ain't connecting for some reason and yeah, that was a cool like three hours where we had to figure out what the fuck to do, and uh, for it, like I said, for the most most part, if you uh, routed them through uh, either an alternative DNS server or if you just modified their hosts file, it worked, which was really weird. So it wasn't really like for most people that Comcast went down; it was their DNS servers were down. I wonder if that fiber line was was the one carrying their DNS, like it was connected to the DNS server. That's kind of what it seemed like, because they could all like get onto like websites that they had been to before, like like if they tried to go to Google or something like that. Well, that sounds yeah, that sounds about right, because that was (laughs) when when the fiber line was cut at Sony, we actually didn't have a domain controller on site. Oh. And yeah, so that doesn't sound like a good idea. Speaking of not having fail safes in place. <laughs> yeah, it was awful. It was awful. So if I rebooted cause so I had I had went and I could go to like the the file sharing drives and stuff. And then I rebooted my computer because my boss was like, hey, test this out. And yep, couldn't go there anymore. Because it was already saved, so I could go to the file sharing stuff, but then once I, when I would put in the the name of that server because that was on site, it wouldn't go to it. I couldn't find it anymore. I would have to go to it via the IP. Huh. So yeah, it sounds like your your building's DNS is screwed up or something at that point. Well, that was because there was no domain controller. Yeah, it was. Oh, well, yeah, no domain. The, the lack of a domain controller is, I guess, exactly yeah. the issue, isn't it? And and uh, so the fiber line we actually had going down to California. And that was where the main domain controller was. We didn't have a backup one. So that was a fun couple days where I didn't have internet. And then we had another time when the internet went out too, which was which was awesome. Which you would think a multi-billion dollar corporation would have fail-safes for that, but nope. So <laughs> you would think, not that I'm saying anything about the company I work for or anything, but... Yeah, no. No, same thing with Comcast, apparently, is they didn't have a failsafe for that. So if you would, uh, Aroa, if you had gone, and you, did you change their DNS settings and everything worked fine? Yep. Nice. Well, at least you figured it out, right? Yeah. Um, let's move on to our last story of the day. Porn. Huh? All right. Porn? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so Patreon which uh, is something that none of us have here because none of us are fam- famous enough to get Patreon. I mean, I have one, but I don't, I don't have it activated. Well, yeah. I have one, but I don't have um, like people subscribing to me or anything like that. I, I have subscribed to other people. Yeah. Anyway, 
it's a place where you can go and say, hey, you know, I'm not monetized on YouTube or Twitch or something, but I know I have a lot of followers who would be willing to, you know, want wants to see more content from me. So if you're willing to, you know, donate $5, $10 a month and, and I can make some money and maybe, you know, bring out some more benefits to the community. Anyway. Maybe pay your, pay your panelists. Huh? I said I and maybe pay your panelists. Sorry, you're not coming through. I can't hear you. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they actually have gone out and recruited people. They've gone out and said, hey, we need to bring more people to this. Will you join Patreon and maybe make some money off of it? And it'll in turn make us money. So people did that. And they had track down people who do like uh, cam shows and sell nudes and stuff like that. And now they're banning them. So the, the same people that they had tracked down and hired, they're saying, nope, and removing their Patreon. Because... So it, oh, now, and now they're not removing their Patreon. So oh, I'm sorry. I, I mentioned earlier, uh, I, I have some context with this because I follow a lot of people who sell this kind of content on Patreon. He follows a lot of porn stars. A lot. Um, they're, they're not porn stars. Most of them are cosplayers, but they're cosplayers who need to make money, so they got to sell implied nudes. Uh, or nudes in some cases. So what, what's happening is they're getting their Patreons deactivated. And until they make their pages compliant with Patreon's content policies, then they don't get to make any money. Uh, for the most part, though, what has been said is they don't have to necessarily stop selling their content. They have to stop advertising it the way that they are. Because primarily with a lot of these people, well, a lot of these women, let's be honest most of them are women uh there's they're putting like in their in their banner uh <laughs> a preview of their content which is usually their ass um 90 of the time and it sounds like i'm i'm like just fucking around no it's it's the big thing is that they have their asses on their page and that breaches patreon's content policy once they replace it with a more quote-unquote tasteful image they're fine Really? That's it? Pretty much. They they just can't have any implied nudity or anything risky on their actual Patreon page. They can keep saying that you get free photos or you know you get photo sets for pledging this amount, and you can you can have one on one conversations with me with for this amount. You can do all that. You can sell a, a Snapchat, a premium Snapchat. And so, all that. So uh, you just can't have any of it on your Patreon page. So, so here's the thing. that, And you were saying it was because the credit card companies and like PayPal and other places that you can take money and, and then give them to the Patreon. They're, they're, called, they're called payment transactors. Yes, payment transactors don't want to have part in the... Um, entertainment industry this this particular entertainment the, industry the, yeah they they have always been greatly opposed to the adult entertainment industry for some stupid fucking reason uh i'm presuming it's the the puritanical christians who uh oh what would you think about the children yeah something yeah. like that which is why for the most part if you go to buy a premium subscription to whatever a lot of the times you won't see the normal like PayPal or just straight up credit card options. It'll Pornhub. always go through Pornhub. What? You're talking about Pornhub. Yeah. Well, Pornhub and a lot of other sites. Uh because I'm me. I go to a lot of porn sites. Um <laughs> the, uh they'll always be through some like one of them uh it, they're they're I think their headquarters is in like Hong Kong. Yeah. Um uh they're they're pretty prominent and I can't remember what it is. Uh but yeah, you'll you'll see stuff like that. I want to say Stripe was I have, actually I have an idea, Roa. We can make the Reet Entertainment Porn Transaction <laughs> Company. Well, actually, uh so what I was what I wanted to bring up was this is very likely why Pornhub got in on that one cryptocurrency. 
Oh. Uh, I don't know if you remember that. Uh, Pornhub recently announced, hey, we'll be accepting this cryptocurrency. And it's purely because if they can get in on a cryptocurrency that actually is used for buying and selling things, that would be revolutionary for the adult entertainment industry. Yeah. Because then you have something that isn't controlled by some kind of corporation that hates sex for some stupid fucking reason. And instead, everybody just gets to pay each other how you would with cash, just like if you were a prostitute. I don't under, I, I do not understand the hatred of the like the adult entertainment industry. Like, well, excuse makes, me, but this is a Puritan country founded on Puritan ideals. And, and I will not have yes, and and genocide and murder. And I will not have <laughs> some goddamn hussy half dressing up selling her. Oh, whoa, whoa, body. whoa, whoa! We don't want her half dressed up. Okay, okay you're right. Fully undressed. <laughs> I don't want some big titty anime girl selling me her ass on so, the internet. And and here's the thing: I love it when uh, I'm not going to name names, but. When a prominent figure is being accused of like sexual assault or sexual misconduct or, or cheating, and the the accuser is a porn star, and they're like, "Who are you going to believe, the porn star or this prominent person?" And I'm like, "The porn star, like one hundred percent, the porn star," because she's at least they're honest about what they do. Like, I mean, I'm not going to just say that they're honest based on their you know profession. Yeah, uh, in this specific case, yeah, I'm gonna believe yeah. the porn star. And and so it's like, okay, the the why do we have such or why do some people have such a hatred of porn stars just because of the way that they live their lives? Also, uh, as we were talking about beforehand, uh, even though I w- I would never actually purchase a prostitute, I think that prostitution should be legal. And we had mentioned earlier before the podcast that. It's because it would make it safer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the thing is like, you want to talk about an industry that is consistently revolutionizing itself and does a great job at protecting almost everyone involved in it. It's the fucking porn and adult industry in general. Yeah. Like it's an industry that is all about openness, inclusiveness, and also always pushes technological advancement ahead. Like, if you want an industry that is probably to thank for why VR is as prevalent as it is, it's the fucking porn industry. Yeah, and, <laughs> vid- and video games, but yeah. Video games, too. but the fucking porn industry. like Or 360 degrees video, even. Like, a lot of that was pushed ahead because of the porn industry. They have fucking machines that can suck your dick. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> And, and to and but it they, is it's like actually impressive that this is that these things are possible because of pornography yes and, it is it is and, amazing and but also let's just go into like the the social realm is that they are very protective uh you know obviously everyone who's a porn star gets tested regularly for stds any sexual misconduct uh abuse anything like that uh is always taken care of immediately like yes. you can get blacklisted because you know obviously you've done terrible terrible things to other coworkers and they you can't get hired anywhere. So that, that actually happened very recently. Um, I know that's why bunch, I bring it up. Oh, okay, because yeah, there, there was a a male porn star uh, who got uh, he, like a st- couple of women stated that yeah we we had had bad interactions with this guy before and then more and more women came out about it he's basically dead in the industry at this point there's no way anyone's gonna hire him yeah like i I just i just think it's amazing that this is it's it's almost ironic in a way that it is definitely one of the greatest industries in the world and they're consistently shut down by everybody else yeah Mm -hmm. and and it's because they they don't fit in that puritanical mold of of okay let's let's talk about ted cruz terrible politician he tried to ban dildos like what the fuck yeah he tried so i think now i could be wrong i'm just doing this from memory but i think he had a law that you couldn't have more than six dildos and he was trying (laughs) to get that passed 
what business is it of the governments? Exactly. Like, uh, at it's the one same point, fucking we... logic that goes, you can't put things, you can't put your dick in a butt in this state. I yeah. don't know, it's, it's stupid. It's also <laughs> stupid. Yeah, it's, it's silly. It's silly. So I, for one, think that it's that any payment transactor should be able to take porn money because obviously the re- they don't care they don't care where they get their money from like PayPal doesn't give a shit but they know that if they continue taking that money they may get in trouble like some people will be like I'm never using them because they work with Pornhub right now the bottom line here is people are doing this because it's a job yeah and if they're not allowed to make money for it then and it pays not really, really job, well. It sure pays it really it's, well. It's a, yes, it's a service that people are willing to pay for. Exactly. Yeah, you know, some people like uh, like a row over here. Yeah. Which Obviously. I'm not shaming for. No. I'm just acknowledging. Yeah, he has yeah. Pornhub Premium. Right. Oh, I yeah, thought no. you did. I no, thought he I, did. I've, no, I've thought about it multiple times, but I have actually bought pornography. Oh, have you? I haven't. Yep. Dude, maybe, yeah, maybe it's a generational thing. That's just never something I've like invested money. You into. guys are the same age ish. If yeah. I, it, it's how it's old only... are you, Connor? Twenty four. Twenty five. Twenty five, and a yeah. row is like twenty eight. What seven? How old are you? I don't know. I'm twenty five. Are you're both twenty five? Yeah, you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe it's just the generation difference. But... <laughs> it's the generation difference of two or three months. <laughs> I did. I, yeah, no, I, I forgot how old you guys were. I'm sorry. I, I forget because I'm so much older than you. I have dementia. Yeah, you, you actually are older than us. I am by like five years. Oh, yeah. well. Fucking weirdo. I know. Anyway, uh, this is a family friendly podcast. I just want everyone to know that after all the topics we have. Family friendly. Uh, listen to this with your kids. We were, we're basically done with this podcast, right? Yeah, pretty much. All right. So I got some closing remarks. First off, if you're going to be in the porn business, if, if something is intimate and personal as the porn industry, don't be a dick. Yeah. Not, I mean, come on. Easy. Second off, we were talking about Pornhub purchasing Bitcoins. All right. Let's, let's be serious here for a second. What is Pornhub going to call their Bitcoin currency? I'm voting titbits or bit tits or something like that. You what guys was have it, any suggestions? Aurora? What was it, Aurora? Uh, it wasn't even one that they that they invented. They they were just they were saying that they they will accept it now. They'll, they'll accept Titcoin. See that one rolls off the tongue pretty well. Yeah, Titcoin. Uh, hold on, Verge. No, oh, that's, that's 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 a missed opportunity, man. <laughs> no, that's they did. Like I said, they didn't invent it. They're just saying that they accept it now. So you said you had a couple closing remarks. What's another? Remarkable. Those were my closing remarks. Okay. I, I, I could come up with more. Uh, 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 you could tune in to the Clinton Score Classic project on, on Role Mongers. We could be found on, I think we're so, working on iTunes, but we're also on Google Play, we're on Stitcher, we're on SoundCloud. So, so, you could so, listen to Reetan and I. So here's the thing. Well, before we, I'm going to talk about your, uh, what your, your original closing statement was, which was, you know, don't be a dick in the, in the porn industry. Really in um, any industry, but yeah. Really, I mean... You have a job that literally millions of people want. Okay. That, uh, the, the people in the porn industry. They have oh, jobs right. that pretty much every teenage boy is like, I want to do that for a living. So don't be a dick because you have, you have it made. You get to have sex for a living. It's awesome. Well, don't underestimate how rough that can be. It can be. It can be very, very rough. A lot of people have to use like viagra like inject viagra into their penis yeah. which sounds painful but yeah you you have to take drugs that uh keep you from being able to ejaculate yeah yeah anyway like um, family friendly podcast what? Fam- <laughs> i don't think that applies anymore uh actually it does so uh anyway let's not talk about your depression aroa so <laughs> Um, where can we, where can we find you guys? Where can we find you, Aroa? Uh, I'm on Pornhub at Aroa. <laughs> he makes um, bear, bear videos. There's a, there's a video of him in a, yeah. in a tiny, you know, one of those tiny kid pools. He's in there in a, a speedo and bathing. So you can watch that. Yeah. I am a bear. 
Yes, I'm so hairy. This is the weirdest improv session I've ever been a part of. <laughs> oh, I actually, uh, I have very little body hair, and I would shave it if I wasn't so lazy. Anyway, uh, you got the Twitter, Aroa. Um, I still have it. Man, I, I keep meaning to do that. I keep meaning to make a, a link tree type thing with uh, Aroa.website, which, uh, by the way, if you need a place to put stuff um, but you don't want to store it on Google Drive or Dropbox or whatever, check out cloud.aroa.website. What uh, could possibly go wrong by giving all of my personal important files to Aroa directly? They are all encrypted on the server, and I can't open any of them. Unless you have I also key, can't recover them key, if, they all, if they go away. Wow, good job. Could you make a backup? You're not, yeah, you're not making a good argument for me to use this server. Uh, the, the motto of the site is nothing is safe here. <laughs> I like it. I like it. And uh, oh, oh yeah, Twitch yeah. Aroa and three three seven. Yeah. Uh, what about Mixer? Still doing that? Mixer Aroa. Uh, yeah. I'm. I was actually. I was going to last night, and then it got too late. Uh, yeah. I played DJ Max Respect last night because I got the Black Square DLC. I'm oh, probably yeah? gonna stream that because it's not available in America yet. Oh, nice. And get what that, about you, Connor? Find me on Twitter, cyberpunk underscore monk. I, I don't know. I'm, I, I don't really do social media or social networking that much anymore. It's whatever. Uh, more importantly, you could find us at Clinton Core Classics. We already went through that. Okay, I won't do it again. You can find me, Nathan Rains Ruth, on Clinton Core Classics. You <laughs> bastard. <laughs> Uh, you can also find me at twitch.tv uh, forward slash Reeton. Actually, no, you can't find me. I never stream there anymore. Mixer.com forward slash Reeton. You can find me on YouTube, uh, youtube.com forward slash Reeton or youtube.com forward slash Reeton Entertainment. You can find my Twitch, or I'm sorry, my Twitter is at Reeton. See, Reeton everywhere. Um, lastly, you can find the podcast on Reeton Podcast, whether it's on Google Play or iTunes. Uh, leave a comment. We only have one single comment. And that's from uh, from the user Aroa. He spells his name stupid, but he said it's a good podcast. So, and, and we make funny joke. Anyway, uh, leave a comment on iTunes or iTunes. Leave a comment on Google Play or leave a comment on the website readentertainment.com. Uh, we use Discuss, so you can just go down and say, hey, this podcast sucks. Somebody, uh, please get back to reading. He's so lonely. I am. I am super lonely. The only person that ever comments on the podcast is my friend James, who wants me to use a bell. Yeah, I will say it was a little weird when he reached out to me. I'm and, sorry. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm supposed to be like internet anonymous. Yeah. Yeah. It just got too real when that happened. I know. I know. I. I was like, come on, man. Don't. Don't do that. So anyway, thank you for listening. We will be back next week with more exciting news from the Reet and Entertainment podcast. Uh, say goodbye, guys. So what uh, we watch anime. So what uh, we play. Suck dick. <laughs>